0: joining us for this week's chapter of not in the textbooks podcast where we sit and chat about the nitty-gritty never discussed in any of your textbooks i'm Tanja, and i'm audra but before we dig into today's chapter Let's clear up some business.
1: This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views within are our own or are our guests own. They do not reflect our profession, their profession, or any entity with whom we may have connections for employment now, in the past, or even in the future. If you need medical attention, advice, or care, please seek your own personal medical practitioner, not our podcast.
0: We hope you enjoy. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Super fantastic. And how are you?
1: I am fantabulous. I love it. Yes. So it's been two whole weeks, but we have spent a moment catching up. Catching up. up. Yeah. Yeah, we have. (laughs) We've laughed. We've cried. We've commiserated. Yes, (laughs) we have. And now we're we're prepared to... Now we're ready to go. Go. Yeah, yeah. So let's go. What's All your right. good, bad, and ugly right. the last week or two weeks? Pick your pick your poison.
0: Let's see. My bad is that um, I learned I cannot fly. <gasps> oh no! Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not let my me, superpower either. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> yeah, I can fly. I can.
1: You can launch. I can.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I it's can... the flying that's the problem. That's the problem.
0: I, you are correct. I I can launch. Now I don't know much about my format and how that all went because um, I was at the wrong angle. Um, so you
1: didn't ask him for the footage on the cameras outside the security footage. Uh, yeah. No. No.
0: No. Um, so I did um, take a little fall. And now I'm more familiarized with the personal experience of why someone goes to the ER when they fall and hit their head. Mm. Um, I did not. Um, It wasn't that severe. Well, actually, it might have been. You probably concussed
1: yourself a slight bit. I am
0: fairly certain that I probably did because I was in a little fog. Uh, So here's what happened. so... Um, I took a smoke break at work because I needed to be able to breathe as funny as that sounds Um, I, I needed to take a little breather to step away from my unit for a minute so I didn't explode and then on my way from the car to the front door the curb and I am not lying I don't know how they do it but that curb just reached out It tried to grab my left foot first, and I said, oh, no, you don't. But then it it got me, and I met the pavement and um, uh, busted up my chin a couple little punctures from (laughs) gravel.
1: (laughs) A little gravel in there.
0: (laughs) The little pieces of gravel that were on the parking lot. Uh, yeah, I got a little scratched up. Now, I was in a fog for a minute, and I just didn't feel right for a couple of days. And I kept telling my husband, man, my head bouncing off that payment Boy, that really did something to me. Kind of put me in a little bit of a fog. <laughs> so I'm going to say that that really was my bad. Uh, my good is I didn't break anything. mm and actually, my really, really good was that, hey, after a couple of weeks, maybe even three weeks, we're like in person, Yay. sitting next to each other. Yay. Catching Yay. up. And yes. Yes. Um, my ugly is that I am seeing... My ugly is that um, it is a little challenging going from a managerial position, uh, you know, and being in management Mm -hmm. to then going to the floor and uh, wanting to continue continue and make things go the way they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just can't do that. No, I just, I, I just can't. And there, and I cannot push my own personal expectations off on someone else. So just because I do things a certain way. And I think that, yeah, that's just the way we should do it. That's how patient care should go. That's how you should do
1: it. Right. These are these should be priorities for everyone. Everyone. Yeah. And yeah, so you can't I just, expect yourself in other people.
0: Yeah, and I just think that the things in me that I think are, hello, this is Nursing 101, duh. No, it's not anymore. No, it's not anymore. And I'm seeing my career in a different light in a way that it's so very aggravating. I just don't understand. I mean, I've always known that, yes, of course there's a warm body syndrome. And that basically means you really don't, it doesn't matter who's in that spot, you just need a body there because your numbers have to be a certain thing. Sure. And I'm seeing more I know we're all tired, we're all exhausted, but... And spent. But if you're going to show up to work that day, be there, be present, participate. Try anyway. Try. Do something. Um, I'm just seeing a whole
1: different... I'm seeing it from a different perspective. Sure. And part of that, I think, is... um, a lack of perspective people are very self-centered by nature and I think that um when, when we went to nursing school a few years ago, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, just you know, a few, it was a couple of years ago. And, um, there was some of the nursing theory that was, I mean, even when I went back for my bachelor's degree, wasn't that long ago. I mean, it was, right. I'm not going to tell you how long ago, but it wasn't that, that long. Right, It wasn't like, you know, 20 years ago. It was still in the, I mean, we had hit two thousands, <laughs> um, and it was, it, you know, it, it was this millennium. Anyway, when I went back for my bachelor's, there was enough of the nursing, um, history and perspectives of, of things, but they still don't like, there's not a lot of, um, passion. Yeah. There's a lot of clinical, um, education and, um, technology education, skills education. And in, you know, the bachelor's degree, of course there's administrative and, Um, thought processes some some are taught but it's really geared toward um, thought processes of of personality management Mm -hmm. and people management and patient management and that kind of thing but there's not a lot of purpose education Yeah. Yeah, where I felt a purpose for being in nursing school I felt like this was where I was supposed to path supposed I was supposed to, to be. be on. Yes. And there's not a lot of celebration of that. There's not a lot of thought processes into that. There's not a lot of um emphasis on that. And in an LPN school they asked all of us, you know, what did you learn during school? And mm-hmm. I pissed my educators off because I said I learned from school that you can't teach nursing. You can't teach what it means to be a nurse. You can teach skills. Yes. But you can't teach the heart. True. You can't. You either have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. And so we were taught to jump through an obstacle course and hoops of skills and lessons and care plans. And that's what I learned from nursing school is how to endure jumping through hoops. And I'm probably going to use that a lot in my career. And I have.
0: Yes. And I learned you, nursing, you have to be flexible. Not every day oh is God. gonna be the same. You have to wear different hats, you know. If I
1: heard you have, one more time. I
0: know. Flexible. You need to be
1: flexible. You need thank you for expressing well, your agility. Look, there's agility. I'm agile, I'm flexible, but you're giving me freaking whiplash people.
0: Man, I'm so flexible. You now have me tied in a mother freaking pretzel. pretzel. And the this way is when you got my legs across my chest, I cannot breathe. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, yeah, do. and I'm, I'm concerned about it. I wish I, I know we're all tired and I'm so tired of hearing, oh, COVID, it changed everything. We're all so tired. And we
1: haven't even scratched you know the what? surface of processing
0: of, it. Of course, we're all tired, but if you're going to show up, show up, show up.
1: And if Uh, you you need help, it's not, no, 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 there's not whining, but if they need. There is whining. Oh, we're so, so tired. I know Yes, we are,
0: but we are taking care of patients,
1: so show up, do. But they have, the people that are saying, I'm so tired need help. Yes, so where are our
0: our managers Mm -hmm. in giving those in-services instead of, How to wash your hands? Well, shit, we've all been doing that for how? Not correctly. Don't start on that with me. I know. No, but very few people wash their hands correctly. And I don't know what happy birthday song you all are singing to yourself, but it's obviously a different happy birthday song than I'm singing. But yes, where you know what I mean, though we all okay. So the state says we have to have in services, and we have to have so many a year. And here's what they need to be. But at where are those in services and those managers providing that resources resource for? Hey, we're all exhausted. Where where is that? Why are the managers not giving and sharing that information? I think there's a disconnect.
1: I think and that's disconnect. what I was going to say. Is it that they're, they're, they're so exhausted tired? Too. They're exhausted, exhausted too. I think that people haven't, you know, and it's it's really shamed and frowned upon. And we are, a, we are, a lot of us, we've talked about this many we times. I know where you're going, our, I think. Our wounded caregivers, and we have a hard time saying, I need help. I need help. I need help. It's not a weakness to say, I'm not okay, and I need some help here navigating this. Yes. I need to use that EAP. I need to use that. But then there's this whole thing of like, Oh, well, you can use the EAP, and they're going to refer you to one of our people in our group well, and it's who like wants to openly talk to that I can't tell you the things about n- work that's bothering me because I don't trust that person even though there's HIPAA involved there it's there's a conflict it's of interest there's a conflict
0: of interest
1: and so it's it's hard and like doctors every time they fill out their medical license they have to tell if they've actually sought mental, mental health, health care, care. And so they're either going to lie and potentially lose their license if somebody finds out, or they're not going to get the help, and they're going to kill themselves like they have been. Yes, And it's
0: tragic what we're doing. And we, that's just what I was going to say, and we are doing that. It was said to me when I got out of nursing school, oh, you know, that nurses... We eat our young.
1: We do, and it's terrible. And we terrible. do, and
0: I think it's getting worse because everyone's tired, so we're just going to push off, or we're you don't like how this person's doing this, so we're going to lose our cool. We're going to, you know. Um, and it's
1: it's also terrible because while they're in nursing school, then we've needed help because of the shortages in the field and the COVID influx of patients. We threw them onto the floor, like without a lot of help help and yes. let them drown we're and like bye enjoy the water see ya it's like wait
0: <laughs> instead instead of what our normal orientation process used to be
1: even the nurses now, the nursing students got to shadow a nurse they didn't they got their own patients and they and the nurse didn't have time to check yes. off on those now lo-
0: I have had the privilege of having student nurses with me
1: mm-hmm.
0: um the last couple of weeks uh they come two days a week um and this is their first clinical rotation
1: that was always typical right the
0: first day i said who the fuck put these students with me what are (laughs) you thinking you want you hello you want a student to follow me hello really you remember me right (laughs) you know who i am you know who i am right They said yes, and they explained why. Yes, because we want them with you. They're going to learn so much, you know, blah, 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 what a, what a. I said to these student nurses, okay, well, (laughs) um, we got a busy day. Um, Put your seatbelt on, girls. This is going to be one hell of a ride because today, oh, Yes, it, it's going to be fast-paced. Mm-hmm. One of those students in a within the first thirty minutes said, "Oh my gosh, man, this this is crazy! Wow!" And I said, "Take a breath. There's a lot. You you can't soak it all up in today. You know. But this this is where you get the real." World of nursing, not your textbook.
1: Yep, exactly. Yes. Perfect. So, <laughs> put your seatbelts on. Here we go. Yep. And some of it's going to be ugly, and, and I'm so some sorry. Of it's not, but <laughs> it was. It's
0: refreshing to be able to now show and share with these student nurses uh, some of what. I don't, I didn't get, you know? Show Mm -hmm. me some of the things. Show me some of the uh, things that it took me years to figure out. Right. You know, little things like you're going to empty a colostomy bag, alcohol pad. Right. You won't smell a thing. So, anyway, we kind of got lost. I don't believe we did your good, bad, and ugly.
1: Oh. Um, my good is um. I got to go to. Oh my gosh, there's so much that was good. Let me think here. Um, I got to have dinner with my dad and tea. Ooh, it was so nice. I love seeing them. That just always makes. I was gonna say you usually have such an awesome time with them. I I did, and then I also. I got to hang out with Hopi for a little bit this Ooh. weekend, which is all, it just, it just, it makes my mom heart so dadgum happy just to hang out with, even though she's grown and I'm like, I haven't seen you in forever. I have to see you. Um,
0: but isn't it so awesome to hang out with our your grown children? It's and like, like, like an I, extra, like, you just look at them and, or I do sometimes, not every time, but you just think, Wow, look at you! I and I get to be a part of this. I got to be a part of creating you. And wow, wow. I know. Just I, wow, I like
1: to. I like it. the the thing that that I love to 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 think about is like I'm like I like you. Yes, you're a human. I lo- I truly I love like. you. I love you right. because you're my daughter. Right but seriously, sister, you're so fucking cool. Yeah. And I love... I love the I human love, that you are. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love you because you're my daughter, but I also love you on, like, I also like you. I dig you. You are, Like, you know, if you were my daughter
0: and we saw each other out of this
1: somewhere... Yeah. I
0: would have this connection with you because you would be... You're such an awesome, cool individual. She just yeah. has
1: such a good, chill, like cool vibe and I love seeing her at a younger age than me coming into her own skin Uh and like standing up for herself and seeing
0: how comfortable she is and how strong she is yes and
1: I'm like yes
0: you go girl (laughs) yeah you can conquer whatever
1: and not have to be like you know you know and I'm like you're going into an uncomfortable situation to support your friend but if you're that uncomfortable you are not obligated to stay. You get the fuck up and leave. And a hundred percent, I will totally do, you know, yeah, and I know right. that, that that, that and it's just like, good, yes. good, yes, good, duh. You know, uh-huh. um, it's just good. It's it's great. And then Jordan got to um, do Grub Grill this week. Ooh. Ooh! So he's in transition program at his school, which they take him to the store and do all this. You know, uh-huh. and it, it, the beginning of the year survey cracked me up. I don't know if I talked about it here or not. That they made him made me fill out all the forms on what he could or could couldn't, couldn't do. do, and it was just like, oh my gosh, seriously, he does all these things, and he uses an air fryer. You yeah, know, it's just right. that kind of thing. Yes. Um, and then what do you want us to focus on and I said he's not great at understanding the function of money so the Grub Grill is set up they have a kitchen they prepare the menu make a list go grocery shopping make the food and then awesome everyone in the district can sign up to come to Grub Grill and its donation and the donations help fund the Grub Grill for the year for the year for the next time and the uh-huh. next time and the next time. So they made salads and um, Jordan was so excited all week. He's like, we're going to do crab grill. I think he thought he was going to get to cook. She made him the cashier. Because <laughs> his mom was Poor like, honey." I know, because his mom was like, he needs to work on money. And she's like, oh, I got this. And he, I got this. She said it was a struggle at first, but then he got it down and he did really well. And I'm Good. Like, Good. Um, and so then he, um, that was on Yes, that was Friday. Mm -hmm. And then Friday night, the Special Olympics team, they have a... Oh, God, I'm going to not get the word. It's left my brain. I can tell already. Um, Anyway, they have their um, special needs... Special Olympics team, basically, with... Uh Truly with Special Olympics. Right. Um, And they do um, sports with them. Unified. That's it. Okay. The unified team. And so it's regular neurotypical, like regular ed kids. Right. um, That are in his classes and they start them out really young, hanging out with them. So they have people, I think I've told this before, but they they do that peer program. Right. And so then when they get to high school, they put them in with the same peers and they have a unified team where it's part of the um, special needs kids and part neurotypical on the same team together. Okay. As a, you know, co-ed team.
0: Uh-huh. And now do they just play together or are they, uh, do they have like some kind of buddy system?
1: No, they don't actually play together. They okay. play as a team against other oh, unified okay. teams. okay. I
0: get you. Yep. Okay.
1: Okay. And so um, they they can fill out this application to be part, to be recognized as a national unified Special Olympics school. And it's a big deal. Ooh. And so, um, and it's every four years they have to reapply and show, demonstrate that they are having their neurotypical athletes peering with their special needs athletes.
0: Okay.
1: Because, you know, so like when they play volleyball, uh-huh, uh-huh. it's Jordan's volleyball team with his special, you know, with the right. with his yes. kids in his class and the girls JV Volleyball squad okay and then that raises their abilities right yes because they have neurotypical athletes showing them how showing to be athletes how to, yes how to compete. How yes. to play, how to be good sports, yes. how to lose well, how to enjoy the game, that yes. thing. So that's part of why they have them Ooh, do that this. Oh, that is awesome. It's pretty cool. And so then he will, um, so they, they actually got honored again. And this is the second time they've gotten a banner. And so Jordan and all of the athletes that were there got to go out on the field for halftime.
0: How awesome. And, of
1: the football game. And then Jordan, um, they read all the... Ow. Hi! Hi, Jordan. <laughs> Hi, Jordan. Hey, they left just a minute. They left all of the. Um, they read all of the names off, even if they weren't there. Um, but the kids that were there got to like wave and hat and so. That's awesome that was, they read uh, the
0: names of the ones that even weren't able to be there, so they still got an acknowledgement. Exactly. That's awesome. It was awesome. great. It That's was awesome. really,
1: really, really great. So my my um, bad and ugly tend to go together. Yeah. Um, so this week, last week when we didn't meet, mm-hmm. um, Kinley's dad and mom, you know, my auntie Yinda and Uncle Danny. Danny was having some problems with um, spinal stenosis, and you know, caused that muscle weakness. Mm-hmm. And you, mm-hmm. you know, and so he was scheduled for a, a surgery on it, which would have been great. But his H and H went low, so his blood count was low. They said, you know, this looks a little weird. Wait. Yeah, so they sent him to a hemonc to get mm-hmm. cleared. Yeah. Um, hematology, oncology, right. so blood guy, mm-hmm. go get cleared. He didn't even have him come in. He just looked at it and went, your platelet count's fine. He's cleared for surgery. So they rescheduled it, which okay. it was going to be um, next week mm-hmm. or the week after. Week after next was when it would have been. Um, and Linda called me because I've always said, you call me. You call me if you need anything. Yes. And she's like, I don't know what to do because he keeps falling. He keeps falling. So, I'm like, do you have a gate belt? So, I went over there, put the gate belt on, showed him how to use it. Uh-huh. He has a seated walker and a regular walker. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, you troll behind him, but not too close that you trip him mm-hmm. with this rolling walker, with the seated walker. And then he can, <laughs> hi, Fletcher. <laughs> uh-huh. We're here. Um, <coughs> he, um, so anyway, he... I was there for a couple good hours. Then I found out um, they went to the hospital.
0: Oh,
1: wow. Like, I was there on Wednesday, and they went on Friday to the hospital because he kept falling. He fell, like, four times the day I showed up. He fell each day that, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. So they called the surgeon. We're like, we need help. This is crazy. Something, yes, you know. Something and they were like, he on. keeps, you know. I mean, I know he's got weakness, but what do we? You but want him on. walking? Do you? Can you get therapy or something? You know. Right. And he was like, you know what? We go go to the emergency room. Let's get another look at him and see uh-huh. what's going on. So they did a CT. He has a uh, pacemaker, couldn't do anymore. But they'd have anyway. Did a CT of his. Um, you know, you're falling. They're gonna do one over your head, right? And of course, his spine to see if there's changes. Um, And they found a pretty big five centimeter mass in the deep middle part of his brain that um, they called neurology. And no. they were like, I wouldn't touch. It's inoperable. Wouldn't touch it. Yeah. They won't even go into biopsy. Yep. It. It's oh, too deep. Too deep. Yep. So they got Medtronic out to make sure he could go in the MRI to really get a good look at what we uh-huh. had there were some more lesions on the brain neurosurgeon said you um, can biopsy those oncology is not going to treat anything uh-huh. radiology is not going to try anything until we know what uh-huh. it is right exactly 60 to 70% of all primary brain and spinal uh-huh. uh, tumors, tumors are glios uh-huh. yep he's got a glio So, his head's got to heal. He's in rehab. And then they'll do radiation chemo until... You know, and that's...
0: We always want answers, we think, you know? You need them. You need them. It may not always change... The course. The course of action that you take. Mm-hmm. Or it may not change the medical course that the you outcomes. want to take. Or the outcome.
1: But at least you know what you're dealing with exactly and yes. the fact of the matter is if you don't get that and then you start having seizures and then you start having these pro you know and you're like i'm not going to treat it i don't need to know what it is your family's left with so many, with what, so was many that? what what is
0: what what but then also you don't get that piece of family medical history
1: either no and you also don't get the piece of, like, you don't get the information. You know, you just don't know that you did what you could. You did, yeah. I mean, people who have not been faced with a terminal illness can be quick to say, well, I wouldn't do. You don't know. You don't what know. You, you, the, you your,
0: don't know until you are put in that position. position.
1: And the fact of the matter is, is that you want the most information so you can make the best decision. The best decision. Yes. So you have to do it. You have yes. to find out. Yes. But also, I think it's also important
0: that it's okay to get a second opinion, too. Oh, yeah. Just because you totally love your doctor, Mm -hmm. you love your doctor, you believe and trust everything he says, that doctor is still human, and there can sometimes be other ways, other reasons other information so I do I don't um I don't want anyone to feel that just because you have a great rapport and relationship with your physician that it is undermining or anything against that physician if you want to get a second opinion did that make sense
1: yep and I'm going to say it like this I have a herniated disc in my back Uh during one of that's not when they found it, but now everybody knows I have a herniated disc in my back, whatever. I don't care. Right. So during it, there was a time frame when this stuff with my stomach Uh Uh started Uh happening and it was intractable nausea, vomiting. Uh I woke up thunderclap. I'm going to throw up now. Barely Uh made it to the bathroom. Um, And cold sweat, hot flash, vomit, cold, hot flash, vomit. Uh I've got to go to the emergency room because I almost passed out. Uh Um, Went to the emergency room. They did a whole workup. Can't find any reason. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so thus it started. But they, of course, you show up nausea, vomiting, thunderclap, pain in the abdomen. What do they send you for? I mean, you can't go to the emergency room where they don't send you for a dadgum <laughs> cat scan. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. True. Um, but you know, they, they during COVID was when they slowed down cat scans. But before yeah. that, it was pretty much you get a cat right. scan. You, you want to the, you get a cat scan or something. Yep. Um, and so they sent me for a cat scan. They found a um, small area in my pancreas, little cyst, mm-hmm. little little um, area couldn't rule out neoplastic disease Uh huh. pancreatic cancer is vicious it, yes
0: it is it's oh my gosh yes
1: i mean i think pretty much nine out of ten or ten out of ten or twelve out of ten nurses you ask even if you didn't ask was the worst way to die pancreatic cancer's right up there top one to three i yeah. guarantee you it's in the top three every time and if it's not it's because they've not dealt they've with not
0: it. dealt with it yeah um
1: and it's it's quick and it's uh-huh. bad um, my uncle, my dad's brother, died uh-huh. of pancreatic cancer. Uh-huh. So it is not as though we don't have a family history of it. Right. You know? Right. And so when I saw that, they said, follow up with your primary care doctor to get another CAT scan or an MRI to follow up to see if this is, right. you know, uh-huh. a PDIM, whatever. You know, is right. it, what is it? Is it just to assist? follow up, to do something, just get more
0: information? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, in three months. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in three months, if it's pancreatic cancer, I'm a fucking dead woman. You're done. <laughs> right. And so I called my doctor, made an appointment the next week, you uh-huh. know, and we did, I mean.
0: A lot of stuff. Poop yeah.
1: samples, blood samples, yeah. the whole nine yards. Uh-huh. Actually, ten of them. Um, everything came back fine. Uh-huh. Um, And then he sent me for an MRI. And then I got an MRI uh, every... Six months, and then I get it, I'm supposed to get an MRI annually. Annually. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the MRIs uh, a couple of years ago, the guy, the radiologist read it and said it grew Mm -hmm. by a sum. Now, this had been Uh stable for every scan until that day.
0: Until that one. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And then at the bottom, under his impression, he said, still just looks like a regular cyst. I don't think it's, neo. it's, it's not neoplastic. Mm-hmm. Why did it grow? Why yeah. did it grow then? Why if did it's, it grow then? What's, what What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So I went to my doctor to kind of ask those questions and follow up. Now, he's been my doctor for 25 years. Yeah. He was, I hope, was three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, 20, 24, 25, long time. Okay. Right. Um, and has seen me through all of the shit, all of the shit. Right. And so when, and then when I went in, he was like, let me call him and talk to the radiologist. And he called him and talked to him, and he goes, it's actually not a circle. It's kind of a football shape. And he thinks it was angled. And I said, that's where I have the problem. Knox shouldn't have said his name. That's where I have my problem guy, Uh (laughs) you know, doc. Right. Um, I have my problem in, he doesn't think. And I know me on my bad days. Sometimes I get shit really wrong. Uh huh. He's a person like you and me. What if he's wrong? What if he's wrong? You're gambling with my life here. Uh huh. So can we just draw CA nine nineteen? Can we just do a few? You know other um, things? Yeah, C nine nineteen. Can we do a couple of tests? You know, C one twenty five. That kind of C a one twenty five C nine nineteen. Just run it. Um, and so we ran him, and he was. You know, they were. A little elevated, but not out of range elevated. Uh-huh. Um, and, and he was like, meh, you're good. And I was like, I don't feel good about this. Yeah. So I went to a different doctor. Yes, to get a second opinion. And got a second opinion. And they ran an EGD and they were like, you probably don't have to have this scanned every year. You could probably go three years. Uh-huh. They ran that, they ran the, the EJD, because where it is, they, it's in the middle of it. it they'd have yeah. to go from the underside. Uh-huh. He ran a scope over, under it, and came up through the back. And he was like, you, don't, you know, when I went in, he goes, you're probably not, you know, for the consult, he explained it to me. And he was like, you know, you don't have to come in. Probably once we see it, and and then we can determine what it really is, because the where it's at, they can't get a biopsy easily. It's too small, and it's uh-huh. too dangerous, and it's it's right. behind the liver. You know, it was yes. hard enough to get a good look at it. Uh huh. Um, and so it's you know it's all like it's tough. Yeah. So it's not like it's the head or the tail. It's it's in the middle. Yeah, they got a tough uh-huh. reroute. And, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. And so he was like, well, you know come in and I'll explain the results. So he puts the results up and then he tells me and he draws a picture and he's like, and this is why it's more football shaped. And your, your scan took a picture here. And then if you take a picture here, it looks twice the size
0: totally different. And he said, I
1: went all the way around it. I saw it from the front. I kept you under long enough to go from the back. I looked all around it. The edges are clean. It looks like a cyst come back in a year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's the part That you're pretty sure but you you said before it'll be three years and now you're saying you want to look at it again Uh uh-huh just to be sure and um and he was like it's just because it could turn into something Mm -hmm. you know it is this now but it could turn into something and he's like so go ahead and you know keep doing your annual scans and and you're fine um but i felt like that guy heard my concerns yes now listen this was just after kinley died my friend had just gotten diagnosed with freaking pancreatic cancer. My mm-hmm. uncle had just died the year before from it. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me you don't want to follow... I'm a little fucking concerned right now. Like, right. I'm much more relaxed about it at the moment. <laughs>
0: right. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, if there's something that makes you go, huh, don't feel... I don't... Don't feel that you're going against your physician by wanting a second opinion and I feel and it is my opinion that if you if anyone's primary physician gets upset because they want a second opinion and I would question my primary of why
1: yeah he had no problems right no whatsoever. I know yeah but I have yeah. heard
0: stories where Friends or people have told me that, yeah, their doctor was mad. Like, why would you want to go ask somebody else? I'm telling you what I think. Well, first of all, you don't know everything. You do and can make mistakes, and something can be missed by someone who feels (laughs) that they know me and my body so well that you could actually miss something because... It's in the front of your face so much that you kind of miss it, you know? Forest for the trees Yes. Thing. And I, my dad used to say that to me. But it's you true. You can't see the forest for, for the trees. trees. And you know what? He was right, because I do have those moments. And right. you kind of have to calm back, calm, step back and go, oh, like when you and I in conversation, you've like taught me, okay, just right now with email. Right. And it makes me go... Oh mm, mm-hmm. or with posting something and I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, that's honey, you couldn't see the forest for the trees. So yeah, it I can see where like like we have said many times about different things with different patients, that having someone with a fresh set of eyes come in and look at it, they're seeing it different, they're seeing it fresh for the first time. And a lot of times that person Who took their fresh eyes? They do find something, you know. Simple,
1: so simple that we overlooked it. That's
0: what I'm saying. So yes, I don't want, or anyone, excuse me, to feel that you're going against your physician or doing anything Mm -hmm. bad or wrong by wanting a second opinion.
1: The good thing about most oncologists hematologists, anybody in the field that deals with leukemias, cancers, Mm -hmm. et cetera, they're very good about saying, you know what? Um we can do this, we can do this, this and this on your plan, and I want you to make an appointment with MD Anderson. And I want you to make an appointment with the Mayo Clinic. Yes. And they send them there. They yes. will send them and say, go 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 talk to them. They are the forefront of this. They 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 know yep. everything new possible. Mm-hmm. Please go talk to them.
0: I actually went to a hematologist oncologist. Um but not uh, uh, not for cancer. Um, luckily what they found was pre-cancer and they were able to remove it, um, from my colon. Um, and I do my scans like I'm supposed to. And, um, I've gotten to every three years now. Because it, it was, it was every, it was every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are fabulous. And they have a different... You know, we all have our niche. Yes. And, oh my goodness, I, mine was fabulous. And I am thankful for that experience. Um, the reason I was going was... I'm anemic. And uh, my iron got so low... That I had to have infusions Mm -hmm. and I am thankful for that experience because it let me see what some of my patients who were going for chemo what they actually go through because where did I get my iron infusions
1: at the at the oncology at the
0: oncology center Mm -hmm. and I set directly across from a gentleman who had throat cancer and he was there getting his chemo and that that gives a whole different perspective yes I know it from a nurse's perspective but now I got to see a little bit from the patient perspective and you know you may think oh yes you go you get chemo okay they hook you up with an IV here in your port or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and okay so you sit there and you let no. it, it's not you just no. go in they hook you up and you sit there for a little bit and then you leave and you're gone that's not
1: there right at
0: all. there is so much in between that that happens it's the monitoring the all of the effects of the after and... Or during. I mean, and, some people... And I was going to say... Yeah. And trust me, it's not... It is not... I there mean, was there no that... enjoyment of him using the little... Uh, vomit bag. Vomit bag. <laughs> and then when that wasn't working, it went straight to the trash can. So it, it did... Um,
1: I mean, there's that Give part. me a
0: little different... Uh, perspective to add to my nursing bag yeah I'm always thankful for those experiences I think that helps me be a better nurse
1: for sure and we had um you you have people that do um have like effects from that where they are light sensitive or they are cold sensitive
0: or or uh, a female just wanting to brush the hair back out of her face yeah. And as she did that, she brushed it clear out of her face because then it was between her fingers and it then went to the trash can, so. Yeah, and it's, yeah.
1: And, and you watch those people have those losses of dignity in public spaces, even mm-hmm. if they're semi-private spaces, and you're just. It's a <sighs> whole world that
0: you, it's hard to get an understanding unless you actually are in the trenches. And um,
1: mm, I'm glad you said that. I have to change a little bit gear here. Yes, Um, by all means. We talked on our Uh 9-11 podcast about a little bit, briefly, Briefly. I I told a little bit of what I recall from um, Chris LaDondo's story, who's on the hoof, um, and I got so many details wrong because I'd heard it on another, he tells his story on another podcast, and then Uh he finally told it again. Um, but actually on his podcast. And so the details that I recalled were not, I was listening to it and I was like, oh, what an idiot. So go listen to it. Their, their episode okay. called yeah. um, Life Preserver. There's some funny Tommy stories like Tommy does. And, uh-huh. then, and then Chris actually tells that story. And it was interesting because when he started talking about it, he said, it's funny because, you know, I don't necessarily think about, you know, I don't have, he think there's not a day that goes by that he doesn't think about. Mm -hmm. surviving that yeah and the people that didn't and the things that he saw I'm sure Um, I, I can only
0: and and I try to imagine to have that empathy because as a nurse I try to put myself in my patient's shoes but there are certain situations that yeah they're almost unfathomable how how the? could you imagine like What? Yeah. What?
1: How do you wrap your head around that? You don't do it well. But um, always, you don't do it well always. And and he said, you know, I start talking about it, I start immediately crying. And I'm like, he's re-traumatizing himself Uh when he tells the story. But it's good for him to tell the story. It is, well, for me, it would be
0: therapeutic. Because it's like the more you talk about it, the more it helps you helps me kind of cope and accept it almost it's like wait a minute okay I'm okay let me just purge this a little little bit bit. you know
1: Yeah. yeah And um and it was interesting because Tommy was like, you know, these documentaries come out every year. And, of course, you know, we talked about what yeah. we were listening to, and it was those documentaries. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I do the same thing. It's like you're not watching it to watch the horror of it. Or because you're, I mean, I have darkness in my soul, everyone. I joke about that. But, you know, I don't yes. watch it for a morbid for a a reason. For a morbid reason. It's watching it to so that I don't have any... Um, plus you learn so many new That's things what I was about people say, learning and, and just but it's also I don't want to just the same thing for the bombing here. I don't want I can't forget the bombing here because I know people that you know right died there you yes. know and um and it's that same thing of like there were too many lives lost in a single solitary day yeah. to not. Look to not look to not be interested to, to not, not say yeah that's their story that's that, their life that yes, was that person acknowledge their story and, and the pain and the ripple effect of that yeah. and the same thing is going to have to happen with COVID it's going to have to yes. we have to be able to process through this we have to tell the stories there are s- there are so many lives that have lost people not showing up that at have the lost. table. There's so
0: many people who have been diagnosed with COVID but yet their symptoms aren't the same. You know what I mean? Like They're not. there's it didn't long necessarily haulers. didn't necessarily take them to the hospital. No. They some of them didn't even have symptoms, but yet yep, you've had COVID, so yes, I is another thing, a knowledge sponge. It's like I have to know. I have to try and figure it out. I always Say that's the PI in me, you know. Mm-hmm. In in some former life, I had to be a police officer, a private investigator, a homicide detective, a homicide yeah. detective, something. Mm-hmm. Either that, or I was a
1: very cold, dark, weird individual criminal. Which I you could still, have been a criminal, so you knew how the detectives were. I could
0: have been, and then there's a chance, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I want to know. I have that desire to dig and search. And then when I can't find it and figure it out, it makes me want to dig and search more. You yeah, know? I, like, know. I know. I have to know. I have to know,
1: and I really think that with COVID, you know, like you said, some people get it and it's no big deal. Some people get it and they go to the hospital and they're fine. And some people get it and end up the unit and recover. And some people go and they die. And you're just yeah. like, I don't. And there's no rhyme or reason. A 93-year-old. I mean, the underlying truth and the very much truth is the only common denominator that we do have that determines whether you have a terrible or or not terrible outcome with COVID is if you're overweight or obese. You're overweight, yeah. It's not necessarily the COPD and the CHF and all of that that is as much of a factor as your BMI. Yep. And I think that, you know, we need to face that and address it in a way, you know, but also... um, In a bigger perspective than just
0: you and I sitting here.
1: Absolutely. In a national, worldly way. Yep. And also, the, the fact of the matter is, and some vaccine, pro-vaccine people are going to hate me. Um, and, I mean, it's one of those things where you're just like, no matter what I say, you're going to be pissed. No one matter, side or the other is going to be pissed.
0: There can be a group of 10 people listening to our podcast And chances are we're gonna piss off at least three of them
1: good okay so I feel like five like
0: I was gonna say then there's (laughs) gonna be another three that we may not piss them off but they're not going to agree with our views or what we think or what we say here on our podcast and that's okay I want to get back to where we can disagree with someone even have a heated debate mm-hmm. but do it respectfully and still understand that i have a right to my opinion just like you have a right to your opinion which may be completely left field from mine or right field whichever field you want to use yep and you that, know what i'm saying and then we can still be
1: good friends afterwards absolutely and that facts are truly facts and our opinions about those facts and what they mean in their interpretation yes. can be totally different. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, that being said, every human on earth is going to have a date with this virus. Yes. You're going to. You're going to. You're, it, it, it's going to happen. It, you're going to get the flu one day. Yep. Even if you've never gotten the flu, you're going to one day. One day. You're going to have a date years with Years
0: down the road, you're going to have a date with
1: the flu you've caught a common cold virus, you're gonna catch COVID okay. eventually because it's mm-hmm. the variance level inf- of infective rate yes. is so high. We're all gonna get we're it. We're
0: all gonna get it. Even
1: though I'm fully vaccinated and probably thrice over because I was in the study and I think I got AstraZeneca's <laughs> and yes. then I got my two Pfizer's. Yes. I am fully vaccinated. You, I am can st- still get it. Still, you can still get it? No, there's not gonna be. You can still get it. I'm going to get it yes because of the infectivity rate yes i'm going to get it now is my immune system going to kill it in my nose probably Mm -hmm. yeah probably because i have the exposure of the vaccine right that's it that's That's the only difference between me and a non-infected person yes and because i'm fluffy i'm happy i have that immune system available to me that's it that's it in that's a nutshell all. that's yes. it yes. it is going to become endemic once we hit enough threshold of vaccination natural, natural immunity, immunity combination Combi- yes. sorry vaxxers that the only way to get rid of it is vaccine that's not true natural immunity is a fucking thing yes
0: um
1: and sorry anti-vaxxers so is the damn immunization exactly <laughs> and so it's one of those like again it's that like can't both things be true? Why do we have to fight why about this? Why do we have this? to fight about
0: it and why does your opinion have to be right and mine has to be wrong? Why can't there be
1: right in both? There's not. That's the whole thing. Is there's not a problem with their being right in all of the things. There's for us. There's not, but for the world. Let's go down the
0: road. Let's just go to the first little. I don't know gas station. I'm trying to think on my way. Seven Eleven. Yeah. Let's just go there and just start a conversation in the parking lot with someone. And you know as well as I do that no, our opinion whether it's mine yours or both of ours it is going to be wrong in someone's eyes and they're not we are going to be so stupid and so attacked and so whatever because our opinion is wrong or different so let's get rid of the bullshit and just
1: what is it going to take a national tragedy of biblical yes, because proportions, not a slow, tr- like 912. Everybody, but we were unified against a common together. enemy, but came this together. Is, so, what Chris said on the podcast that made me kind of go, oh, but he's a cynical kind of guy, and I love him for it. Um, and he's probably like, You Midwestern creep, but it's I not wish like that. you guys
0: would quit mentioning.
1: <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I he's a little cynical and he's like i think they won that day because that started the divide muslims versus us and this versus that and that yes and then we're tearing each other apart they we allowed that to tear us apart in a way but we were unified against a common enemy so i want to go a step beyond september 12 now i want to go to a place i don't want to go back in history because i think we've come a long way in a way we've
0: And we have so
1: far to go. So far. One of my very good friends um, growing up said, you know, maybe instead of spewing something that you know is a hot button topic on your Facebook because you're such a warrior and you want to judge other people and make them change their hearts and minds, instead of doing that, maybe build a bridge because that's what we're doing is we're putting up stuff to get our tribe to come behind us and say, yeah, you score points, but you don't win any, any friends that, you know what I'm saying? You don't win mutual friendships. And as a matter of fact, it can tear down some if they're fragile enough. Right. And so instead of saying something that is that divisive and that hot button, just to get clicks on your, from your little tribe, maybe build a bridge and you know, the more information that comes out, about COVID information, the more I'm disappointed in us medically as a community that we didn't study this better. We missed opportunities to come up with the data. And I know that even if we did have really good data, that it can be skewed toward anything, but that's what peer review is for, is to come to a consensus. And a lot of peer review gets trashed because they're like, this study is garbage. So kind of like when the um, information came out of Israel that we needed booster shots, Mm -hmm. poor communication saying that the booster, you know, that made it seem like that the vaccine didn't even work. It didn't even work. And then when the FDA came out, you know, and said, we're not approving it for everybody, I almost stood up and clapped because I'm. Thank you. Because here's the thing is that the the data, if you listen to certain people that have really looked into, and their whole job, their entire Mm -hmm. job, their entire career, that they're really good at. Is looking at the quality of studies yeah and they look at those studies and they're like this is trash right. this isn't really good data that supports yeah. what they're saying it supports Pfizer's premise right Right. and then the FDA looked at it and said se- and found the same thing and said look for immune compromise it's not gonna hurt so go ahead and do it um, healthcare workers exposure if they want to do it fine do it that kind of thing okay mm-hmm um, but it, it kind of gave me a little restored faith when they said it's not necessary for everybody. I'm like, oh, thank God they, they actually God, looked at the too, information. It's like, Psh, forget that. <sighs> thank That's God they looked for at you. it. You know, and it's like, it's one of those things that you look at it and you go, okay, good. That, that was good data. Yeah. We did a good job of tearing that data apart. The problem is, is like, we didn't... <laughs> We want to put masks on what? What's the age of children that you put it on? Five? Six? Yeah, Where's because the cutoff? We're
0: still, we're still learning
1: about this disease. And how are we learning it when we don't have really good... Okay, we don't have robust testing. No. We don't have contact tracing. There are people in Spain that would go to well, work.
0: Well, if, if it was done, We we, we would have
1: some... But we don't have a net. And that's the thing is that certain states are better at it than other states. Because I can don't, give you my contact tracking if I, you know, I mean. Okay, but that's the, that's, that's different in that, like, people in, in the U.K. have an app on their phone. It's never going to work in the States. They have an app on their phone. And if they're in contact with somebody who's exposed for a period of time and then they do the testing and they pop, pop, they're gonna, they take that app and they say, you were you were exposed. And then they are automatically work from home. And everybody's, you know what I'm saying? And like Delta went, it's finally dipping here too. And nobody wants, the numbers have come down a little and nobody really wants to say any of that stuff. The hospitalizations are going to come down too we're going to go to an endemic status but we missed so much of the studying because we didn't do robots testing we didn't do a lot of great contact tracing Uh there are a lot of people who've had covid that didn't even know they had covid because they never went to get tested tested. you know and it's that kind of stuff that i feel like are missed opportunities in the data and then how the data is collected and then how the data skewed based on who was doing it Right. And yes, we and have the world, testing numbers weren't right, and we have worldwide. We could have had really good data. Yeah, is my whole have. point? Um, okay, but now,
0: um, now we have to move forward, and somehow, and somehow get us oh, through this. I was
1: going back to. I remember in the middle of the summer. I think that they were like, we lost more people from COVID today than we lost on 9-11 yeah and the nation didn't stop and go oh god wow Ugh. uh-huh because i think these people i think we were overexposed to it to a point of like if it wasn't happening in our we were numb to it well i mean like it's not happening here that's happening that's up happening in over new york there. yeah and maybe well, that why and then, am i concerned about new york and then there's well and then there was the spread of misinformation about like that's bullshit it's not really happening and i'm like fucking hell yes it is you know right and it's not impacting us as much because we live spread apart and uh-huh. you know wide open spaces we have our own horses you know that right. kind of thing yes. not literally if anybody's wondering it's not literal yeah
0: please don't contact me for a horse ride <laughs> i don't have a horse i
1: just meant a car we have a car um and so you please know please don't I'm,
0: call me for a ride unless you really really need one no i you, won't take you down the uber corner. uber
1: you can call Ooh. uber or lyft they will r- give you a ride. um anyway beside the point you know work. <laughs> it's good for you it's good exercise we're spread out our houses are spread right. out like yes. i live in a, a stupidly big house for two people you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying it's that because we're here and it's Good cost of there living. There you
0: go. Let everyone know you live in a mansion.
1: Show shut off. Shut up. Whatever. I have God. three bedrooms Make and two feel people. Because
0: I live in a little pheasant home. I would
1: trade you houses. Do you want to trade houses? Oh wait, I said pheasant. You mean Again, it's pheasant? <laughs> do you want? Do you want, <laughs> do you want? Do you want to trade houses? Because I live in yours.
0: No, because really mine. Oh, it's a rent. mine is. Oh yeah, great. There you go. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> rent a house. I'm um, a renter. I don't want to
1: rent a house. I want the equity. I, I don't, don't want to either. Build. And I'm Oh, trying. This market is bullshit. It's crazy.
0: And if me trying to market, find a house that. Listen. I like well enough to live in that
1: has my boxes checked off. Like, my mom's got... Oh, I'm so picky. My mom's got this great house back behind Deaconess. And you know how yes. those are. They're not, they're not big mm-hmm. houses. They're,
0: that address was what? No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs>
1: <Wow>. <laughs> but it's like, you know, they're I like... I do. Like, what, yes. 900 to at that 1,100 square feet? Square something feet, yeah. Like something
0: that. like that. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's the kind of house I want to live in. You know, that's the size I would like better than this because this means I have to fucking clean it that's my point I wasn't saying I don't I'm, mind doing that well then come up come live here
0: <laughs> um hey that might be a that good might, I offer. have an extra room back there because I really am really <laughs> burnt out on testosterone I'm the only female in my house and man I, you know what do you want that is, Ooh, yeah. that is oh yeah that is you want
1: grape or do you want berry I or want berry or I, I want berry I want berry
0: that is a very scary thing at 2 a.m
1: oh testosterone
0: when your butt hits the water because you got all this testosterone in the house and they may lift the seat
1: but they don't put it down but the
0: (laughs) buttholes won't put it back down (laughs) and i'm telling you that is scary i don't care how short that fall is you don't know that it's gonna catch you in time (laughs)
1: That's true. It's very true. But I really don't know how, you know, Spike Lee did that really great documentary. I was talking about the, on the nine 11 thing where he yes, talked about, right. um, you know, epicenter from COVID to nine mm-hmm. 11 and just having people tell no, Now, again, he got political and some people are turned off by that, but Spike Lee is Spike Lee is a fucking genius. And he did a great job of getting those stories out and, and kind of showcasing that, and I think there's going to be, there's got to be a way, because there are so many households um, just missing chunks of their families. Of their families,
0: yes. And not, and yeah, just... And you
1: know very personally and very mm-hmm. well yep. that people haven't had a chance to, to process To wrap your it.
0: head around it, to try
1: and go wow how? i mean wow i mean i know we were we were you had your own lockdown and trauma with your yep. own patient load family yep. too yep i had to deal and cope with ex- didn't you know needing to do things for patients that i normally typically wouldn't do because they didn't have anybody else that could get to them yes and we lost patients yep um and Uh, family, friends, those kinds of things too. And we were trying, you know, they were, they were shoving patients out sicker, faster to try to make room in those hospitals. Be,
0: and doctors not sending patients to the hospital if they didn't absolutely Absolutely have have to to because they didn't want to put Put them them at risk, be exposed. And my doctors that I work with, they're still hesitant, hesitant. They will not send them out if there is any other way. Yep. What I would like a little relief or fix from is there may be X thousand number of nurses and doctors. Trained medical personnel. But nobody's wanting to work. No,
1: why would you? I mean, this has run so well, many people out.
0: Because I'm a nurse, and it's in my blood. It's and, different
1: for you and me. And, That's a different
0: thing. I mean, I ran from the bedside. I have to...
1: I have patients to take care of. I, do, I don't I do anymore, but I did, and I'm okay with not. Even I when I was back. in
0: a management position, uh-huh. I was still let's see I was passing meds I was taking people to the bathroom I was showering of course I did that way before COVID and so did you yeah. but in a much bigger well we always take showers you know like we always well, I mean she meant showering
1: our patients yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um and I mean we always did that but I mean in a much bigger way Would like to have the nurses s- I know I'm gonna get some backlash who cares we already talked about that I would like for the nurses that are still out there step up to the plate
1: yeah okay or, if or you're or that do. overwhelmed
0: and you're that exhausted to where that's all you can give go home
1: Well, go home, take a
0: break, find another career, find another position. This is my whole thing. I'm like, like
1: I had not, I mean, and my, my bad was still better than some's best, right? Yes. Okay. So but i know myself i saw my standards slipping and mine things too. becoming acceptable that were not acceptable mine too and then so you know what you change. i changed jobs. jobs and so did i and mine happened to be an opportunity away from bedside even though i love bedside now i'm trying to give those nurses that i'm trying that i ha- that i have contact with some support so they can continue to do their best does that make sense it does okay so basically
0: what i should have said is i need to backtrack and reframe it and say i need all of those supervisors all of those uh people above my pay grade and and at the bedside and at the bed to yes get those resources there that are needed so that we don't we fall can apart. get some help because we're falling apart it's in tragic no to watch. way in no way should it be okay that one nurse is having
1: 16 17, 16, skilled, 17 patients. skilled
0: patients how
1: are you? i had a conversation with someone who uh worked on a you know and that i was i was saying that and then i got I, we kind of veered off that the, although we've had our portion of COVID and we've had our taste of COVID and I'm done, I'm not in the ICU. I cannot imagine. I can't even, like, I think about what they've had to go through and then see it start again. And, oh, my
0: I know. It's God. just like.
1: I cannot yes. even comprehend how they get up in the morning.
0: And some,
1: I've heard stories
0: some are, some have ran out of gloves, gowns, mat. you know. um I know. I know. It's just, I, and I don't but, know. I don't know what the fix is. I no, don't know. I don't either, but I. I but I, we
1: need, we truly need a fix. We do. There's got to be a way to something. figure it out. And, and, you know, we had a nursing shortage before this shit happened, and this yep. just made it worse. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but you had said something and I was going to go somewhere. And now I don't freaking even know what the heck I was going to say about.
0: Um, when I was saying that I needed the nurses to show up. And is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah. And I don't know what it was. But I, I did want to say that about like working in the ICU and things like that. And I get it if you got to step, step away and get yourself together. Like the two weeks that I took off. Yes. I needed that off because I couldn't hang anymore like it was literally yeah. that bad yeah and then when I came back that feeling didn't last long enough and I knew I was yes. in trouble yes I knew yes. I was in trouble yes that's yes you know and I then, agree and with then that. like I said when when they said you know I'm seriously going where am I going to go work because I can't work here anymore and then they say you want this job I'm taking it you I'm know, taking it now <laughs> I also had to ask myself
0: is this career the right fit for me still
1: I think do that a i still want to that.
0: do i still want to be a nurse do i still want to be in the medical profession because it is so disappointing right now
1: i said the so same disappointing thing. i said i said i asked myself and it's a hard look. Usually. Yes. Usually it's like, I don't want to do this shit anymore. And then you're like, shut no, up. Yes, you You're do. like, oh my God, this is in you're our being blood. So dramatic. Or,
0: or you know what? I don't want to do this shit anymore. How many times have we said that? Yeah. And then we just look at each other and go, Okay, look, we're just a little overwhelmed. Boy, right. that felt good to say. But yeah. yeah, see you tomorrow. Right. Or see
1: you next, you know,
0: Wednesday, Wednesday whatever. whatever.
1: Yeah. And then it was like, but but I had a hard look at it. And then I realized the fuck else would I do? There's nothing else I have this level of love for. No, and you know, I, you I've know, been
0: that Walmart night shift cashier.
1: It ain't what it's cracked up to be.
0: No, it's really not. <laughs> it's
1: not. It's not. I've waited pay, tables before. I mean,
0: oh, I waited tables for a short period of time. and yeah. This isn't much me, different. Nursing's
1: let, not much different. Anticipating yeah, needs, yeah, reading people's let faces. Me, let me
0: just tell you, I am not waitress material because listen (laughs) if you want that chicken sandwich but you want that chicken sandwich minus the mayo minus the lettuce minus the avocado order freaking something else (laughs) why choose a menu why look at the menu and go oh yeah that sounds good but oh i don't want that lettuce i don't want that mayonnaise i don't want that i don't want that menu go eat somewhere else I, you definitely don't
1: want me to be your waitress. No. 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 no, 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 no. But I think um, we're gonna we're gonna have to come up with a way to collectively commemorate this, and we're gonna have to find a way. I just I think the thing that's disheartening, and that pisses me off if I think about it too long. So I'm only gonna mention it uh-huh. briefly because mm-hmm. I will get infuriated and start yeah and then I might start crying and it would be ugly and, yeah um because it makes me that uh-huh. like what the fuck is wrong with I'm okay I'm not okay, gonna start so. it. I'm gonna say it yeah let me hear it this highlighted the problem with our our nursing shortage and our health care system it is not a health care system it is a sick care system yes we are not incentivized to keep people healthy. We are incentivized to run at the lowest number of staffing possible.
0: Yes, to you manage are correct. the maximum amount correct. of
1: people, yep. which makes us yep. rife for. Collapse in a we are not prepared for this, even though we've all known it's coming set up for failure. And we all know it's going to happen again. Yep, we do. We don't have a plan in place. No. We don't have the support in place. No. And I see no one fucking trying to fix it. No. That's the problem. You are correct. The government. to to the managers, managers. to the nursing schools.
0: Yes. Fuck all of you. And you know what? (laughs) I second that fuck all of you. I do, because you are correct. You are correct. And we just keep pushing through. What other
1: choice do we have? Find another career? That's why so many people left. Really?
0: I'm... by the time things come around do you know how old I have to be when I can retire I know I'm gonna go from the nurse's desk doing my charting to where they're gonna say your bed's oh, just down the okay miss Cossie <laughs> I've got the sheets changed on your bed they're dry now you can lay down and, and I then go lay down and die <laughs> and then they say do you need a little help getting up well yes I am eighty-six, you know. Hopefully, I don't talk like that when I'm eighty-six, <laughs> but you get the gist of it, you know. Oh my God! I it's know. just, oh my gosh.
1: I mean, I was literally, and this has been a passion and a purpose for us. I know both of us yes. feel this way. It's a mutual understood thing. So I'm going to speak for you. But thank you. When you lose that that part where you're just like oh my god they're killing my passion they're killing it it's dying and then now both of us have switched positions mm-hmm. you know literally switched yes. positions yes um and and there's a newfound um there's just at least a, there's newness a little of it. bit of
0: uh, a little more flicker My light. It's like, oh wait, there is a light in
1: there. My light was
0: not completely snuffed
1: out. It wasn't because this love of learning and this love of nursing, it's still there. And I just found it in this thing I never expected to find it in again. Yes. And it really got me centered in this week to, I remember now Uh what I was going to say, to going back to when I very first started and I took care of my C1C2 quad patient, uh-huh, uh-huh. and he was a doctor and his wife was a nurse and a PhD in America, in, in um, English lit, brilliant, both brilliant human beings and so gifted and so talented at saying, you're too good at this to not have a license.
0: Go yep. to school. Go to school.
1: You're too good at this. And the more they said, you're such a great nurse. You're uh-huh. such a great nurse. I'm like, I'm a CNA. No, you're not. You're my you're a nurse. nurse. Mm-hmm. Go to school.
0: Go to school. Get the yep. nursing.
1: Oh, now we pay you too much. You gotta, you're gonna have to go back and get, you know, that uh-huh. thing. Uh, and and when they would tell me those things and guide me to, it gave you a drive. It gave you. A, there was a mission and a mantra of Of worthiness. I am a great nurse. I'm not just a nurse. I'm a great, great nurse. nurse. And that would there was a passion and a purpose and a drive yes. and a reason and a a calling and a whatever you want to however you want to call it. There was it was fuel. It fed. I had a vision. Yes. I had a vision, which define you know, where there's no vision, my people perish. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay? So you can't see your way through because you don't have vision. So I sat down this week and I was like, I have to restructure and redefine this purpose. So I'm not running from what I didn't like. And I'm running toward becoming what I want to be be. again. Yes, yes. And I think in this whole fog of everybody being like, we're there again, oh my God, and the PTSD, and you can't see. Uh It's like when buildings collapsed collapsed, and it turned dark, and no one could find their way. But the people, this is what they said on the hoof this week, you know, you saw images of people Tommy brought this up, like, on the TV. You know, they were bleeding, and they couldn't yes. see, and they couldn't breathe, and that shit was in their lungs. But if they saw somebody down on the ground, they... they were still carrying someone else out. They picked them up, and they said, come on, let's get let's out of go. here. Yes. And let's go. No man left behind. No, let's go. Let's, let's try to, you know, and... and our people, our heart people, went in and said, let's yep. find somebody. Let's find our brothers. Let's, look, let's find let's our look. sisters. Let's, let's get yes. some people. And, and the medical community lined up waiting for survivors that never came. Oh, my heart. You know? Yes, but yes. that's what we do. That's how, you know, that's the ideal of this nation. Everybody covered in dust from those buildings coming down looked exactly the same. Mm-hmm. They were covered in dust. Yeah. You see those images in your head? They were right. all gray. Yes. <laughs> everybody Everybody's gray. Um, and it's like that whole thing of like we're in this covid dust field. Yes. And we've got to stop for a second and realize at some point even if it's you know on the water, right? <laughs> trying to get out or if it's going in and saying I'm still here. Yes. Whatever whatever it is, We've got to stop, let the clouds break, let the sun come back, and find a purpose, find a vision. Get clear on why you still want to be here. Why you still
0: wake up every day and go here.
1: Yeah. What? What is my personal vision for how I want to do this today?
0: Mm -hmm. And if it's just for the paycheck? Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. We got enough of... You know uh, what? No, paycheck. don't get the fuck
1: out. Don't get the fuck out. You know what you can do? You can you can get on the get on the telephones and and triage. You can um you can um, You know
0: what? You can pass fresh ice water.
1: No. No, yeah, you no, still have I to. I don't even it. know where that came from. As soon know. as I said it, I was like. <laughs> I'm like, no. What the
0: fuck does that have <laughs> to do with anything? No, um,
1: no. I want nice people doing that too. I want people who I have just want my passion. people
0: hydrated. Give them some freaking ass water. I want the passion back in people. Me too, but
1: how. Demonstrate it every day yourself. And you know what the funny so, thing. the fact
0: that, yes. I did the same thing. I set and I restructured. Um, and uh, it's probably not, you know, maybe perfected yet. But, yes, be continue to be that damn good nurse that I know I am. I excel at being a nurse. Yep, you do. And I am going to wake up every morning. I am going to go to work knowing... I am going to do the best job I humanly can.
1: For one person, for one shift.
0: For one per, as one person for one shift. And then you know what? I'm going to clock out and let and it go. I'm going to let it go.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to spend some and time. You're going to be the best nana and the best wife and the best mom that you can be while you're home.
0: Yeah, that. Yeah. Now I can actually be present. I actually now have the brain power, Lord help me, to actually sit and watch Big City Greens or Big It's it's a it's a cartoon. It's a thing. It's an animated show that my grandson's Love. Love
1: good yeah well speaking of that you'll catch it in a minute you'll you'll remember the name of it um, but speaking of watching stuff with them let's shift to what are you listening to
0: um K-Love yeah, yeah. Um, listening to K-Love oh my gosh even better than K-Love I am listening to my grandsons tell me some awesome, (laughs) awesome stuff, you know, stuff that and doing things with them that six weeks ago, I didn't have the brain power to do. And if I tried to do it, it wasn't pleasurable for anybody. It wasn't as pleasurable for anyone, you know? Now it is freaking awesome. It's fun. It, yes, it truly is. Mm-hmm. Yep, I can see that. Um, so what are you listening to? <laughs> um
1: The Hoof, obviously. I caught up on that one. I so need to catch up. It's all good. There's there, there you know. I did get caught up in that and I started listening to um. Tell him Steve Dave, I am so far behind on True Crime Garage, but I feel spooky season is coming.
0: It is, and I so that's another thing we need. I know that we're not really seeing each other every day, but um, are you dressing up for Halloween this year? I don't know. I am. I'm not sure quite what yeah. yet. hmm So I've got to go. I could. <gasps> yeah. So That'll I don't know. Fun. At first, you know, um, I thought about a female pirate arc, but really am I going to wear that costume to work? I mean, that's a lot. I mean, that's gonna a, a lot. You're going to have a patch over
1: one eye. Unless you
0: painted well, it on. I'm half blind now anyway, I feel. So that's not <laughs> going to be a big thing. But I need like the least constrictive. Mm. So you know what really came to mind? Like, some department stores, like Walmart, I don't know if... I started to say Kmart, and there is no Kmart. Target. That's why I don't have nice underwear anymore. No, I'm kidding. I have great underwear. Um, uh, uh, When I choose to wear it. Um, Anyway.
1: Um, Well, come on. I know. No, I'm I'm with you. Why make...
0: Why make more laundry? And it's who wants all, to it's more. fold that tedious stuff? Or Mm-mm. I'm too OCD to have it all thrown in a drawer. Anyway. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, they have like those zip-up suits. Mm-hmm. Like a cow or... I saw Winnie the Pooh I saw a duck I saw so I'm thinking maybe something like that because I can wear a camisole and a pair of shorts underneath it and not be like overly heated now that you know mother nature is showing me what it's like to be cooked in uh, a microwave
1: mm. from the inside out yeah, yeah <laughs> well
0: I watched the movie fly so I know what happens in the microwave I
1: <laughs> you don't need you don't need I mean actual... mother
0: nature let's move on no that's not mother nature I don't want to make you mad
1: um yeah, I don't know. I hadn't uh, gotten that creative. I have decorated some of my office though. It's been fun to have some of my stuff in there
0: and I do miss having my own personal space when I'm working because mm-hmm. you know the 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 nurses desk
1: shared space. It's
0: shared space. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway. But you know, it is what it is. That's it. Yeah. All uh, right then.
1: Okay, well, uh, see y'all in the stacks next week.
0: Yep. Bye. I want to take a minute to thank you for listening, sharing, and engaging with us. Subscribing and following our
1: social media pages. Your feedback is invaluable to us. It helps us to know the stories and chapters to seek out. It helps to make us better. And we can't tell you how much that means to us. You can find links to all of our social media pages and everywhere we can be
0: streamed on our Flow page. That's www.flow.page slash not in the textbooks podcast. If you have a second, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review us. Five star please. It really does help out the show. Remember, we're in the middle of figuring out the crazy
1: stories of our lives. So create a little kindness. Show some love and compassion, and if you can't because your chapter is just too hard right now, we're here for you and we're rooting for you, so just Just keep going. We hope to see you back here in the stacks digging up some stories and chapters for next week.